a year-long program. I did that for six months, and then I ended up getting a job at the Ellen DeGeneres Show. Again, you're... Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Oh. It's a year-long program, and you did it for six months. Does that mean you failed, or you got fired? <laughs> what pisses you off? Um, dense people. <laughs> um, let's play a game. Ego. Put it aside sometimes. Racism. Put it aside always. President Trump. Not for everybody. Today on the Formidable Me channel, we are talking with Daniel Gutierrez, affectionately named Danny G. I knew him back in Miami many years ago when he was an acting student. And even at the time, he was just one of the nicest, most friendly, affable, funny kind of guys, very charismatic. And you know, it's interesting that that has now kind of become his calling card as really wanting to help people, respecting all people for whatever they're at. And it's interesting to also see how that has played a role in his career development, starting out as kind of unemployed and nothing going, staying on couches in Los Angeles, to currently he is a production coordinator with the Pilgrim Media Group. And getting him there, he worked with the, the Ellen DeGeneres show and the Queen Latifah show. And, He's had a great career. One of the biggest instruments of change in his life has been finding a soulmate, a wife who inspires him, he admires, he finds strength and encouragement from, and healing as he grows and continues to work on his career, and they go on adventures together. Please enjoy the show. If you like it, well then, like it. And maybe subscribe. Thanks for joining us here today. Let's get on with the show. Admit, buddy. Daddy Look G. at this guy. How you doing, hey, dude? I need to return this. You know what I did? <laughs> you know what? It's uh, it happens uh, with the noobs. You know, yeah. How long you been doing this, man? What are you interviewing for? I'm a noob. I'm a total yeah, you noob. Go. You know why not uh, try something new? Welcome to the formidable me channel, my man. This is Danny G. I want to hear your story because it's really interesting. You know, you started sure. in Miami, Cuban American. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, nothing special. You weren't born with a million bucks in your pocket. Sure. And uh, you've had a, an interesting career starting as an actor, right? That was your interest at the time in school. Uh, and you've gone on then to, you know, be a page. I mean, now you're with the Pilgrim Group. Pilgrim Media Group, uh, it's a reality TV uh, production company, uh, non-union. Um, we have yeah. shows all, all across the spectrum, things on Netflix, things on Discovery Channel, things on A&E, things like that. I'm a production coordinator for, uh, uh, it's a show called Street Outlaws. It's like the Street Outlaws franchise. It's, mm -hmm. uh, a, a, as I like to break it down, it's a bunch of honkies drag racing in the Midwest. How did you come to this place? having passed through the Ellen DeGeneres show and Queen Latifah and you know um I, when I graduated college I didn't know what I wanted to do I just knew that I liked um uh performing and being for lack of a better term the center of attention <laughs> but uh but it, you know I kind of evolved into something different and now that that's a bad thing you know um but when I moved out to California uh, my father was uh terminally ill and I had no idea and he ended up passing a few wow. months after I got here. After that, I kind of bounced around on, on some couches, you know, couch surfing with some friends and then just kind of life evolved in, into a different path. Looking for work, looking for things to do to, to stay within the entertainment industry, but 
to also pay the bills. A lot of people struggle when they, when they become actors and I never really took that chance to become an actor, but I was okay with the evolution, you know, with the change, with the different direction mm -hmm. that I took. Um, and ultimately I got uh, directed in the path of the page program over at NBC. You know, they pay peanuts, but you know, you give tours and stuff like that when you're not on an assignment. But once you go on assignment, you're guaranteed an interview. If you want to go into like alternative programming, if you want to go into like finance, if you want to go into different realms within the entertainment industry, it opens a lot of doors so you can meet people. And it's a year long program. I did that for six months. And then I ended up getting the job at the Ellen DeGeneres show. Again, you're- Wait, wait, oh. But it's a year-long program and you did it for six months. Does that mean you failed or you got fired? <laughs> no, not at all. So <laughs> no, basically, <okay>. basically <laughs> it's a, it's a year-long program. You can't stay for more than a year. They basically kick you out the door if you can't figure it out by then. And that is ultimately how I got into being an audience coordinator for the Ellen DeGeneres show. How was that? What did you learn from Ellen DeGeneres show? You know, working at Ellen was, uh, was fantastic. The ins and outs of the show itself, not to downplay it, but it's like any other job. You know, you, you come to work, you might have a good day, you might have a bad day. Mm -hmm. You really hope that they present you with the tools to try to grow. I was there for several seasons, five years. I was there for five seasons and I really wanted to take my next step. And mm -hmm. they uh, presented something that I didn't really uh, want to do. So as the old saying goes, you got to go to grow. So I went and I uh, moved on from the Ellen show after five seasons. And I uh, was unemployed for about three months, um, which mm -hmm. uh, as a freelancer in Los Angeles is not a long time, but with, within the world, it's, it seems like it could be a long time if you don't have any savings three months, <laughs> but I ended up getting a job working for Queen Latifah right after that. And uh, that is where I took my next step for my career. In what capacity did you work with Queen Latifah? Uh, an assistant production coordinator, then ultimately became a production coordinator in the second season that I was there. Um, uh -huh. And when it comes to coordination, it's a lot of logistics. What makes a good, what's the difference between people who are successful in production coordinator type of roles versus sure. those who kind of die off? Uh, ultimately, uh, who you are is your business card. You know, you, you want to make sure that you leave good impressions everywhere you go. You don't want to burn bridges. For me, uh, you just got to be hungry from time to time. You want to be able to be successful. You want to be able to learn. Like I have some pretty good line producers that I've learned from who have really taught me things that, uh, that I really take with me. And I'm the type of person that's more of a doer than, mm -hmm. than someone who reads something and then learns it. Kind of like the baptism by fire, for lack of a better term. I love it. I love yeah. it. I'm a big, I, I'm a big proponent of it. It's what I talk about a lot. Get busy doing, and then mm -hmm. we can teach you the rest of it as we, as we walk. But hold my Absolutely. hand. We're moving. We're moving. Absolutely. Uh, you know, read a little bit about it, learn a thing or two. Then when you get your hands dirty, you can really start to learn and, and to yeah. grow. And what pisses you off? Um, dense people. <laughs> yeah. People that don't learn from their mistakes, people that aren't willing to grow. For me, we, we could talk about uh, work or life and things like that. You know, one thing that I, that I really am appreciative of is my wife because we're constantly growing together, you know, whether it's mm. com communication, trying to be a better human being, trying to uh, be empathetic, trying to be sympathetic to people, trying to grow and be a better person all around. Uh, don't, mm -hmm. don't be so narrow-minded about certain things, not to sound PG-13 and not PG, but just don't be an asshole. You know, that's the bottom line. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for your success really lies in the way you treat other people, 
and your willingness to be open-minded and curious. Who are your mentors and your, your sources of inspiration? You know, um, your wife. I, yeah, I really, you know, we, we have a good relationship. You know, there's a lot of give and take. We continue to, to grow as individuals. You know, I mm -hmm. learned a lot from her and she's learned a lot from me. You know, sometimes I tend to be a little crass or a little bit uh, aggressive when it comes to certain things. And maybe I need to take a step back and take a look at things from a different perspective. And she's taught me things that I would never have dreamed of, of knowing or, or learning about myself, cool. you know, and, cool. uh, and that to me, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Cool. When you're not at the studio and you've uh -huh. got some time, what are you doing? You know, I mean, before this whole uh, uh, COVID thing, a, a lot of travel, a lot of, a lot of uh, meeting new people. No kidding. A lot of, like uh, I got married a couple of years or last year, May 29th. We wanted to get married in Jersey so that her grandparents can attend. We looked at venues in New Jersey and uh, they were just astronomically expensive. So we said, why don't we just go to Italy and take a few friends and get married there? And we did just that. And we uh, got married last year. But, let me see. Uh, let me see. New Jersey, Italy. Yeah. <laughs> New Jersey, Italy. We spent, you know, a fraction of what we would have spent in the U.S., the, the whole wedding itself, we, we did a three-week excursion of Italy and, mm -hmm. and the Amalfi Coast. It still would have been cheaper than getting married in the U.S., which is mind-boggling to me. Nuts, isn't it? Yeah. What's your, next, what's your next big adventure that you're looking forward to planning? Algeria. Um, the beaches in Algeria are supposedly beautiful. We have some friends that are moving, that live in Amsterdam. That We've already been to Amsterdam, but we'd, we'd go visit them in Amsterdam. We have a couple friends in London as well. Like we just, you know, want to try to take advantage while we, you know, we don't have children yet, but, you know, newlyweds and as they say, dual income, no kids. So here we go. Yeah. You know, let's, let's, uh, let's try yeah, man. Carpe diem. Carpe diem. Um, let's play a game. All right. I'm going to throw out some words, single words, and you have 10 words or, or less just to okay. come back at me. All right. Ego. Put it aside sometimes. Racism. Put it aside always. The secret. <laughs> Smile. Just be happy, man. Excuses. Everybody's got one and they all stink. President Trump. Not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Plant-based diet. If it works for you. God. Never met him. Abuse. Not necessary. Talk to people. Su success. Depends on what you're looking for. Monogamy. Necessary. <laughs> Age. Just a number. You know? Death. Another chapter. Reading. Constantly learning. Open up your mind. Exercise. Absolutely necessary. Maybe not every day, but absolutely necessary. Mindset. If you're at peace with yourself, you'll be a better human all around. What's the book you've read the most? Who Moved My Cheese. <laughs> read it. Change. That's another, that's another great topic to really explore. What's your take on pain and change and inconvenience? I think sometimes change is necessary. You know, a fresh start is always good for everybody. You know, whether it's coming from a good or a bad place, a fresh start can only mean positive things for you, depending on how you take advantage of that fresh start. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's scary. How, how do you handle that stress? How do you handle stress um, and change when these things are thrust upon you? I think talking is very important. Talking does a lot, mm. not just talking, but listening. Um, you know, like when, whenever I get in, we get into, you know, tiffs or, or stress at work or confrontation or, or whenever there's a disagreement with the spouse or whatnot, but 
com conversation is powerful. And expanding somebody's mind and, and, and trying to tell people where you're coming from and their point of view, and not just watching someone's lips move, but really absorbing what they have to say, I think is probably the most important thing. And my, my wife is, is probably my, my favorite person, you know? She's my best friend, man. She really is. She's your uh, therapist, and, as it were. And she, she, she's my therapist. She's my role model. She's the person that not only puts food in my belly, but puts good thoughts in my mind. It's the constant mm -hmm. communication and the back and forth. She is ultimately what has made me a better person. What are you working on? You know, just on yourself. I just put my ego aside, you know, and, and <laughs> you, it, once, you, once you start to listen to the people that you care about and you start to see the people who they are and how they act and how how you can probably better them make them better it really becomes easier it's just yeah. something whether it becomes advice or mm -hmm. or just somebody to listen to or a shoulder to lean on maybe they just need to vent maybe they just need to mm -hmm. cry maybe they just need to talk and me being able to communicate with friends i would think and having the gift of gab and having the personality that I have, like, like you're saying is probably my superpower and yeah. using that for good is way better than using it for evil. You know, I tell my PAs and the people that work under me and the people that work with me that, you know, you catch more flies with honey, you know, just be nice to people, just be genuine and be open and good things happen. It, it, it might not happen immediately. You might not have that, you know, immediate gratification, but good things always happen to good people. It'll inevitably come back to you. However, life can be unfair. Uh, and I, I agree with you. Good things yes. happen to good people in time, but there are times when it's gonna rain. The, there's no doubt that it, it, with every you know, day of sunshine, there's a day of rain behind it. It's good people you... also get terminally ill. Oh yeah. You know, their life is ended quickly or yeah. good people are born into abusive situations. I, I mean, and, I, I uh, can't- That's a good uh, cause to fight for. Just something yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. To. Absolutely. And you know, for me, uh, whether, whether the way that you fight is going out in the streets and protesting or opening your wallet and donating to a good cause, everybody has the ability to do something. Is that a responsibility, ability? It's definitely a choice. You know, it's certainly a choice. Um, I don't know if it'll be a responsibility, but everybody should at least try it to see what it feels like, to see if you feel some, if you feel grateful for the opportunity to do that. Like if you, if you feel uh, accomplished after you go out and you march on the, at that rally, you know, then maybe that's something that you should consider doing more often. Being a good person obviously doesn't just translate into good things happen. You're absolutely right. But reaching out, being there, mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. it's just, you know, being able to put your shoulder to the wheel, but other times it's, it's getting dirty just to serve, to help. And, yes, and in some degree, I, I, I don't know, I feel like that can be an obligation. If, if you're healthy, then the reason that they're, you know, we're all here together is so that the strong can help strengthen up the weak and we carry and we serve and, you know, Black Lives Matter. We need to all speak up. If you don't mm -hmm. say anything, there's nothing worse than just being kind of mediocre and not having an opinion. That's just useless to me. I right? agree. I agree. Have an opinion, speak up and you know get out there and do something what do you what do you think the next 50 years look like i'll go back to the dense people portion of our conversation because <laughs> i wish i wish americans would uh 
open their eyes a little bit more and try to look look after their neighbor a little bit more you know um it, it's it's hard yeah. to see the positive uh in stuff in the future with what currently what's going on uh because everything just seems to be so negative and i mean honestly it all kind of starts at the top you know with our fearless leader there are uh, some people who love him. um yeah yeah and there are people that despise but you know it, at this point you're hoping that the the captain of of the ship you know hits that iceberg is what a lot of people are hoping would happen <laughs> and, and that's you know terrifying you know try to keep a good mentality and and try not to be so negative from time to time you know looking to the future i, I don't lose a lot of sleep on it as much as i know because i can't control that no one really can but I do believe very much in what our daily routine is. What we do every day compounds, and over time that will actually have an effect on the future. So you know, set the goal, but then look at the process of the way I'm living now and the way mm -hmm. I'm helping and serving mm -hmm. all these things we've talked about. But I think that positive outlook, that positive mindset and choosing to look at what's the positive means I will start to spread that same strength it's the marianne williamson thing of of you know have the courage be strong because then i give other people permission to do the same thing don't play small sure. play big but but you do that by dreaming and by looking up and being positive and we just need sure. more people to be strong we need more people to like serve we need more people to like be healthy and we need more people to be wealthy so that there's education there's food and as we elevate this, well, rising tide will lift many boats. Yep. As I look into the future, though, I'm, I'm really hopeful that we start picking our battles carefully the way we live today. And that mm. starts with daily routines, and it starts just with one person to one person. And that's kind of the essence behind Formidable Me. See if I can throw one stone and it lands on the right pile. Awesome. If not... <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what? It, what's the harm in doing it? There is none. It's yeah. all positive. It's all positive. Yeah. And I dig it. I yeah. dig it. My, that's my main goal. Treat people the way you want to be treated and don't be an asshole. The two things I try to live by on a daily basis. <laughs> Treat other people the, the way, way you, you want, want to be treated. I've wondered, like, you, you see people treat others better than they do their families, for example. You know, so I, I, have a, I have a weird theory about that. Um, I think it's all because you can't really choose your family. So you can't really help opinions or sometimes the differences that happen between individuals but you choose the people that you choose to be around on a daily basis and maybe that's why because those people you hold to such a high standard that you try to elevate your family to that level and sometimes it doesn't necessarily meet that level so maybe you treat your family a little differently um, yeah. the best thing you can do is surround yourself with really high caliber friends because you kind Absolutely. of, you're going to start to become exactly like the people you surround yourself with. A hundred percent. And if you become the people that you surround yourself with, only good things will happen. But if those are bad people, be careful. Just be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hang out with people that eat well. You're going to eat well. Yep. Exercise, like people that exercise. Just take care of your body. Take care of yourself. Mentally, Hang out with spiritually. And it's easier to not smoke. Absolutely. Absolutely. You lay with dogs, you're going to get fleas. How old are you now, Danny? I am 37, uh, 38 37. in February. 37, are you loving yeah. it? 
you know, minus the back pain, everything's great. <laughs> but, you know, we've been exercising a lot more. We, uh, we jump into diets from time to time. Maybe we'll skip a day here and there whenever we're a little bit sore. But like, you know, I put my jeans on and everything's a little bit baggier. So it feels great. It's not even about weight loss. It's just about keep your body moving and, and to feel better about yourself, you know? What's you know, your exercise know, of choice? You know, we have a we have our our, our, our little app that we uh, watch on uh, on the Roku. You know, and you know every day, half an hour, 30, 25 minutes. They call it uh, low impact training. You're no spring chicken. I'm no spring chicken. It's like you just gotta exercise and keep moving. <laughs> I know that when I am sick, man, nothing else matters. I hate life, yeah. and I, I don't want to yeah. be sick. And and I I hate not being able to. You know that back pain where I can't bend over? Or I hate that idea. Yeah. So I, I just, my dad is 90 and running marathons. I want to be that because I know other people That's that are 60 amazing. and in a nursing home. And so yeah. I don't know. That's you amazing. Know, I know it's a roll of the dice either way. There are people who, who have smoked until they're 105. And I know yep. there are people that are marathon runners who have died at 45. Yeah. But I'm going to play the odds on this. I want to play. I want to play the game. And I want to travel and adventure and help people. I want to serve because this just feels good. It's fun. I agree wholeheartedly. Enjoy your life. Yeah. You only get yeah. one of them. You know, what happens after death? Um, what if there's another one? I, that would be that, fucking wild, man. Awesome. Part of my fridge. That would be wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm talking to 37-year-old Danny G. If you could go back now and talk to... The young Danny G, what would you go back and, and say, this is just one thing, man. You really need to know this. Don't focus on girls too much. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Uh, you know, I was, a, I was always a good student, but I was a better student up until I figured out what women were. But don't mm -hmm. focus on women so much. Focus on your studies, focus on your friendships, on your relationships, and move on. And focusing on the relationships that could have been probably have made, made an easier path. Just uh, be more studious, be a better son, be a better role model and try different things, try different things. You know, one thing that I, I gave advice to my younger sister, which I wish I had an older brother at the time was just do different things because you never know what you're going to like. Try <laughs> softball, try the chess club, try color guard, try theater because you just never know what you're going to be good at. You never know what's going to stick. Uh, but if there's something that really makes you happy and there's something that really that really inspires you, then keep going. Just keep following it. What scares you, Danny? Disappointing, disappointing people, disappointing my family, my friends, being something that I'm not, promising to do something and then not doing it. Disappointing people is my, mm -hmm. is my biggest fear. Is there ever a situation where you know that you have to stand your ground, even though it might disappoint? someone or let someone down i did it recently on uh, on facebook <laughs> with a person that mm -hmm. i that i grew up with thinking uh was a good role model and that i idolized i had to do it uh, on social media and it was not easy it was uh over politics which mm. it can be a little could be a little rocky nowadays um <laughs> but you know i received text messages text messages from some good people saying hey uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that you stood up for yourself and that you stood up for what was right. And, and that felt good. It felt good to awesome. me. Awesome. Yeah. And it, and it felt good to, to have those people on my side. If you were to change, if you could just really have an impact on one issue, 
What would that be? The, the divide between wealth and poverty. Basic human rights would probably be, would, well, should, should be number one, really. So basic human yeah. rights, being able to live without fear of you know, persecution or fear of yeah. death or where your next meal is coming from or fresh water. Just the, the divide between what, what ultimately feels like us versus them. That's what I would change if I could. Okay. The difference between us versus them could be finances. It could be religion. It could sure. be age groups. It could be political systems. Mm -hmm. Or is it specifically, you know, you, you started off with talking about the, the financial gap between the wealthy and the poor. Having a different system that will ultimately help people that need it, what harm can come from that? You know, yeah. why, why can't that exist? The, the, the idea of being able to help people that need the help, whether it's monetarily, whether it's, you know, healthcare, whether it's you know, food, there seems to be the us versus them. And it could very well, in my opinion, be fixed. I mean, it's not even like the wants and or the haves and the have nots. It's, you know, basic human rights. It's, it's, you know, people, human rights be, is a people big shouldn't be issue. starving. People shouldn't be going to bed hungry. People shouldn't be afraid to go to the doctor because they can't afford it. People shouldn't be able to struggle working two different jobs and still not make rent. There needs to be a different, right. there needs to be to, so much change and you just don't even see it. It just doesn't feel like people care sometimes. It's very unfortunate that that's Ooh. still going on. Is that forced upon them? I, I feel very strongly on this issue and I, I believe that everybody has this right. Everyone should be able to have the medicine they need and the food this is a right but i believe that ability is in the people and or do you feel like that is actually being suppressed and it is just out of reach is is there somebody who's holding the food and not sharing it where's the problem at the problem yeah. is is yeah. greed there's so much wealth it, speaking about the united states that, or i mean shoot even in the world there's so much wealth in the world and it just feels like this certain few are maybe not hoarding, but sure, hoarding mass amounts of money that can be used to bring this fresh water to you know places that, that don't get it, to feed the homeless folks that, that have yeah. mental issues and get them the, the help that they need. Because majority yeah. of the homeless people out here are homeless because they have mental issues, not because they just choose to live on the street and they're down on their luck, you know? Um, so maybe we need to maybe we need to elevate more people with a good character so that they have enough money so that then they can go out and make those programs. Certainly. You try to have people that seemingly have the good intentions of the general public, uh, you know, at, at heart, but then nothing comes of it. They get pushed to the side. They don't, you know, they don't win. Uh, you know, their election or they get, you know, bullied out or there's some scandal or something, you know, where, where it just ultimately ends up being the same rigmarole over and over again. Maybe this is a Martin Luther King thing where I have a vision mm -hmm. and, you know, he's just going to do it one day at a time, one person at a time. So maybe the whole, the person didn't get elected in, but did somebody get food in their mouth today? 
And if one person can feed one person and two people pay it forward times three mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I can learn from you and I'm going, Danny G did this, so I'm going to do it. Maybe that's a more realistic way to find a solution to world sure. hunger and education. It's just by people and regular Joes like you and me going yep. out there. Yeah. First of all, get your own finances in shape and stay healthy so yep. that you can do this thing. Yep. Help those people. Help yep, those people. I agree. Because I, I think agree. that the, the war is going to be fought by soldiers, right? Not, not and by generals. It'd be nice to have a general, the real mm -hmm. general, but they're not the people with, you know, the, the spoon in their hands. And I yeah. love, the, you know, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and what they're doing. Wow. Wow. It's just the most, the most inspiring thing. And, and they couldn't have done it without the soul. Yeah, there's some bad situations out there, but there's also a lot of good going on. And I, and I want to keep preaching that. I want people to look at Danny and go, man, here's a good baseball-loving Cuban-American, just a kid <laughs> who grew up with, with this awesome story, and, and he's doing his thing now, and he's helping people when he meets them every day. You that's the and, secret. And that is... That's everybody's goal, hopefully, but that is definitely mine. What are you about? What are you going to do next year? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm starting this new job. It's, uh, it's very exciting. It's uh, working in, um, for a reality show called uh, Kids Behind Bars. It's about uh, kids that, uh, that do uh, negative things uh, and uh, end up, end up in, in prison for life. Wow. We're following their story, and hopefully there will be a light at the end of the tunnel for some of these guys because the things that they did, they did when they were children. I mean, what were you doing when you were 13, 14 years old? The decision-making obviously is out the window. The, the, the thought process behind things out the window. Um, They're still developing. Yeah, but you look at it from both points of view because, you know, that kid who was not developed did something bad, but then the family that he affected is on the other side of that spectrum. Yeah. So there's that constant conflict where that person still wants justice brought upon the person that hurt them. It's a whole back and forth. Mm. It is a show that um, is a little bit closer to me because I have a brother who's incarcerated. I feel like that is something that I Cool, can man try to tell his story maybe through somebody mm -hmm. else's voice but i can try to do what's right in my opinion for those kids really yeah. cool that you get to you actually get to work on something that has also got a positive voice in the world yeah. well danny thank you i i really admire you i think you're just really solid good people with with an uncanny set of values and I love your story. I love where you've come from and, and what you've become, where you're going. Really happy for your marriage and Thanks, for man. your health. And uh, your sense of adventure is bravo. Thank and you. your care, your serving. Thank you. Just and, I, and I do have to say that you come up in conversation constantly. You are mm -hmm. an amazing human being as well. Uh, Thank you. I, I still tell the story about me cutting a circle with the circular <laughs> saw. Yeah. <laughs> But I learned is, that from you. You bet. It, everybody learns. Everybody <laughs> learns from each other, my friend. But it's been, an, it's been an honor to be on this Zoom call with you. Let's do this more often, even just Let's do it more often. Nothing but love. My best to everybody. Me too, Stay man. Stay awesome. <laughs>